hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I'm really excited today to have a special episode where we get to talk to two sisters who were raised um, by a parent who was in an MLM, and we all hear their story. Um, so this is Deb and Catherine. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. We're so um, excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Um, do you guys want to just start with telling your story and like how your mom got started in an MLM? Okay, this is Deb. So I'll start because I was actually 10 years old when our parents joined Shackley and Shackley is a wellness company um, that was started in 1956. And um, it's actually a few years older than Amway who most people have heard of. and and Amway was Shackley's nemesis. <laughs> we I never talking. even heard of Shackley before until you messaged me about it, and I was like, oh. Right, yes. <laughs> um, and so so Shackley was, you know, not that old when they joined, maybe 16 years. And um, But what makes our experience different is that um, I these different M- anti-MLL podcasts that I listen to they um people are hopping around from one MLM to another because they don't work yeah um my parents our parents were full in so this we're talking 50 plus years of the Shackley cult experience wow and um so you know most of my childhood Catherine was born into the Shackley cult. So I thought her perspective would be very interesting too. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, um, the, when, one of the aspects was that Shackley was the only one who made good vitamins, good protein, um, skincare, green cleaners, any, anything that Shackley made, we were not allowed, um, makeup. Uh, Catherine and I were so happy when Shackley stopped making makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it was like, it was like Shackley's the best. So you don't buy anything else because why wouldn't you want to use the very best? Yeah. And how are you supposed to know, especially when you're kids, how are you supposed to know that other things could be better? Mm-hmm. Or similar. 
if you're not allowed to try anything out. No, not not at all. No. Yeah. Go ahead, Deb. Exactly. And um, so another aspect for me was, you know, when you join an MLM, they tell you, now write down on a piece of paper all of your friends and family who would love this business opportunity. Um, so when you do that, then we became the weird family. We became the family that nobody wanted to associate with because they're going to hound you to take Shackley. Um, <laughs> join, to join. Yeah. And to, to become a Shackley member and that mm -hmm. these products are the best, you know? And, <clears throat> and so um, <clears throat> eventually all of our family friends were either working the Shackley business or they were taking the products. They were, we only had Shackley friends. And that is so culty. Yeah. <laughs> and so how was that for you guys, like as kids, like when you had like your friends come over or you went to friends' houses, was that isolating for you guys? It was, it was very isolating. You know, we still, we still had friends that were not, that their parents weren't in joining Shackley. Mm -hmm. um but we were it wasn't like their parents were coming over we were just friends with them individually you know yeah but there were no you know how friends get together and have dinners and even maybe go on little mini vacations together it was none of that unless they were Shackley people yeah that's so oh. that's tough well, okay, so I don't remember um, being too bothered by the whole friend thing. Just, just so you know, I, I, and it, it now that looking now looking back, I see that oh yeah, our friends were only the Shackley friends. Like I get, I get that. But at the time, I wasn't like, oh no, our parents are the embarrassing ones. For some reason, Deb has that more stronger, a stronger feeling of like we were the embarrassing family that were our parents were always trying to recruit Shackley people. Well, right. I can imagine being 10, you were old enough to not, yeah. you know, you had the, the experience of not being in an MLM. Right. So I can see why for you, Catherine, it would be like, this is just normal. Yeah. So for me, it was normal. My, my biggest trauma looking back was just that my mom wasn't there at all. And I don't know, do you, do you want me to, to jump in here? So yeah, my my experience was, you know how like MLMs, most of them, they say you can make full-time money for part-time work. Yeah. My mom was working full-time, not only full-time, but all the time, all the time. I would come home from school and she was in her Shackley office on the phone, on the phone, out of Shackley meeting, uh, filling Shackley orders. My mom was constantly gone, constantly. And they, they were gone to Shackley conventions a lot they were gone a lot um so as far as like part-time work for full-time pay no that was not my experience with my mother at all in fact um she got a teaching degree and she worked one year and she just boasts about the fact that she 
she was able to be a stay-at-home mom because she was in she did Shackley and I'm like no like okay she was there she was home but she was not a stay-at-home mom she it would have been better for her to have used her teaching degree taught school all day okay and then come home when we were all home and then she would have been home anyway that was my experience part of it yeah yeah what about you? Yeah. What about you, Deb? What did you think? Well, since I was the the second oldest um, child and the oldest girl, I was the babysitter when they were at their Shackley meetings. And so, yeah, she, she wasn't home. She was packing Shackley orders or on the phone um, or they are both of our parents were gone to Shackley meetings recruiting people, trying to train people. Um, so yeah, the, this full, full-time money for part-time work, that is not, it's just not true. It's, it doesn't work that way, you know? Mm-hmm. The, and what I, your dad was also doing it too? Yes, our yes. dad was a high school teacher, and but he was also working the business with her. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah he was fully he was fully into it as well like she would yeah they would go to Shackley meetings a lot Shackley conventions a lot um uh I forgot what I was gonna say do you guys have any idea how high up your mom and dad made it oh that's what I was gonna say I mean I think at one point they were key coordinators were they Deb? no never key but master coordinators Mm-hmm. Uh, so key was over master I thought I don't know I don't know how it works but <laughs> but my thought I mean she's worked it for 50 years if you put that much time and effort into something you should be a millionaire yeah so for her to have lo- well I mean we'll probably get into that too they lost their house oh, she wow. has no money she has no retirement I'm like it was a failure. It was a big time failure. That's why Deb hit the point that MLMs don't work. They don't work. And that's why people hop around. Well, if she's stuck with the same one for that long, she should have been a millionaire and for, and for putting as much time and effort and energy and recruiting into it for it to not work. That's proof right there that they don't work. I'm looking at the compensation plan right now. And obviously uh, is your mom still in? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So master coordinator is the third rung from the bottom and key coordinator is one, two, three, four, five down. So like kind of right at the top of the middle. Oh, okay. So somewhere in between there, it sounds like she was. So pretty mm-hmm. high up though. Yeah. So, I mean, the amount of time that's invested in that and like, I mean, they, like you're making enough that you feel like you're making something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she would qualify for, she would qualify for the convention, like a cruise. Mm-hmm. She would qualify for a car even every, was it every year or every other year, Deb? Uh, not every year. Every, I think it was however, every other year. However often they give cars. <laughs> yeah. She would qualify for a car. So it's like, oh my gosh, they got a car, you know? 
she, they qualify for all these things, but if you take the amount of money that they have to put into it, mm-hmm. just buy a car. Like I, <laughs> she could have bought a car. She could have bought a cruise. She could have, you know? Yeah. Because, because they weren't really qualifying. They were, they were buying so much product and that was, that was in our garage. Our garage was a Shackley store, you know? Yeah. So that's not qualifying when you're spending that much money to qualify, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it, I think um, I've heard people call it garage qualifying when you just buy all of the things yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly you what it was. It was in the garage too. They put their Shackley office in the, in the garage and it was just full. Yeah. I think it's so interesting. I remember um, before I started doing an MLM, uh, I was, it was before I started doing Arbonne, I was watching this girl and she would always like be talking and she'd be like in front of this bookshelf, like full of Arbonne products. And it just looked nice because like their packaging is very appealing, you know? And I was like, wow, like she looks so professional with all of her stuff. And now I'm like, oh my God, she had so much stuff. Like I thought so cool at the time and now I'm like wait why did she buy all that stuff and then you've got all this inventory that like nowadays especially you don't have to fill orders because it's all just like auto ship so then you have all this inventory you know and so what my mom would do this is like this this is this is so buggy um she if it's like somebody's birthday and she'd go out to the out to her shelves and pick out a Shackley product from the shelf and wrap it up. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, so buggy. Yeah. But not for birthdays. We got Shackley for Christmas. Yep. <laughs> birthdays, Christmas. Yes. You guys would get Shackley for birthdays? Like yes. That's, yes. Like, yes. you could literally just go in your garage and get <laughs> She would. No, she we're would. talking when we're talking when we're when we're adults. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as yeah. children. Not as children. No, not as, as adults. Children. Oh, yeah. as adults. You're getting yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, what was it like um, once you guys realized that living in an MLM wasn't normal? Like, where where was that like recognition for you guys? Oh, we were fully in the Shackley cult um, as children. So it wasn't well into our adulthood. Yeah. And Catherine came out before I did. <laughs> so what woke you up, Catherine? Well, I went to beauty school and I'm a cosmetologist. I have been for 30 years. And so as soon as I, when I went to beauty school and learned the hair products and the skincare products, I'm like, Shackley is crap, you know? Cause I, I, I knew what ingredients were good and I knew what, what was good for um, skincare. So that kind of woke me up to that side. I still thought that the vitamins were the very, very best and the, you know, the supplements, but um, I think it was because it was pushed on me so much growing up. And so my mom would make this big blender full of protein for everybody throughout the day, like in the morning. And by the time I went to school, I went to school like two, two hours after the older kids. So by the time I went to school, my protein was just like gross. And it had like this thick thing of sludge on top. So I would just dump it in the sink 
and she'd have this pile of supplements and I would just like, you know, put them away. I think that just, because it was so pushed on me, I just was super turned off by the whole idea of protein supplements, um, you know, stuff like that. So that, I don't know if that was, that woke me up, but I was just kind of like more, more defiant about it. And then I went to beauty school and then I thought, you know, maybe these aren't the, the best products out there. So then I started doing, you know, a little research and, um, but it still took a while for the supplement, you know, Deb and I, Deb and I, it's been pretty recent within the last decade that we woke up to the supplement factor, right, Deb? Right, exactly. Maybe within the last 15 years, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you notice how Catherine calls them supplements? That's, that's Shackley lingo. Because they call by they call their vitamins supplements because yeah they're not vitamins they're like they're food they're food and so it's going to supplement you Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah. I wonder if that like kind of trickled out like I would have never known that that was like uh something from specifically from them I wonder if that like trickled out into like the regular world <laughs> outside of the probably I don't know if it was specifically Shackley but that was they they really hit that hard like they're not vitamins they're supplements yeah um, they're supplements um, they're um, you know you don't get all of your vegetables in your food so you gotta have you gotta take your Shackley supplements yeah almost like we weren't allowed to say vitamins you know yeah <laughs> yeah not like we'd be punished it's just that that was the lingo that we yeah. were raised in you know right. so where it feels normal to call vitamin supplements right yeah so back to the the money part our parents had a dollar bill um that had all the zeros behind it to make a million dollars taped to their ceiling so that was the first thing that they would see when they'd wake up in the morning was they were going to become millionaires with Shackley Wow. And they had their board that had all their goals, you know, all their mansion and, you know, just whatever materialistic things you want to put on your, on your realization board, you know, um, because they were going to, to become millionaires with this. And so on on the Lula Rich documentary, mm-hmm. when they're retiring their husbands, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> our dad retired twice, twice, um, to work the Shackley business full time with mom, mm-hmm. and they blew through his retirement twice, twice. Oh God, yep. Spent all, I'm sure, mostly on Shackley. Spent it all on Shackley, yes. And it just goes to show, like, the um, consultants are the customers. Like, there's never this end goal of, like, outside customers that, like, this picture for. Like, you're always the customer, especially with, like, the qualifying, um, like, you have to buy, like, $100 worth of product usually, to stay active in the company um, every month. And that's just so much. Like yeah. nobody needs to buy that much skincare or soap or shampoo every month. Right. Yeah. Because right. she's she's still making money even though she's not 
you know, she's 86 now um, and has dementia. So she's not working the business. But now since she's, you know, had so many people put auto ship orders and, you know, but she still has to order 150 PV of products a month. And so she she has, you know, one of her cupboards, I um, fill her pillbox, her medications. One of the cupboards is just packed full of Shackley, you know, and she's, it's come in auto shipped every month just so that she can make the money of um, her customers or her people underneath her, you know. Oh, that's so sad. That That's so sad to think about. Like, I don't usually think about people when they get to be that old like still in an MLM oh yeah she'll she'll die she'll die a member of Shackley yeah wow she's fully she's fully in and if she was on here um the story would be 100% different you know of how wonderful it was and about her cars and her trips and how she was able to stay home with her children you know yeah Yeah. she's she's um fully in the Mm -hmm. yeah she was able to be a stay-at-home mom because she because of Shackley and Mm -hmm. that's not the case right no and so so the damage that she that um the the business did to her children that's really something that we we've talked to her a little bit but not really um she we really can't go there with her she would cry Um, it would she'd feel too much guilt and there's no point now I don't want to make her yeah feel sad you know yeah especially with dementia symptoms it's just so so hard and like will she even remember the talk by the end of the time like it's just so upsetting for everyone yeah. Um, so I get, I get that. It's just yeah. hard to see her flushing away that little bit of money that she has still. To... Yeah. <sighs> that... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She, she um, was really a prime candidate for um, being a, an, in an MLM because she had a lot of childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad died in front of her when she was nine years old. And her mom was an alcoholic. And, you know, back then they didn't get therapy for children. And so she has never healed her inner child. And it's interesting with the dementia. Now we see her wounded inner child where, where we were actually raised with a mom that wore a mask. We thought she was the most positive person (laughs) and it was just a coping mechanism yeah well especially in the MLM because it's all toxic positivity all the time yes yes and she was perfect at that it was rah rah you know put on a good face everything's wonderful everything's wonderful all the time you know I'm curious what that parenting style looks like for you guys like how like did she kind of use like obviously not in a malicious way, but like, did she use like a lot of toxic positivity around you guys? Was everything yeah. like, it's fine. <laughs> Everything's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. And my dad would be like more realistic and she'd say, Oh, Ed, quit being so negative. Yeah. Cause he would, he would just like point out normal, regular things and 
she would just shut it down. She shut down anything that wasn't, I'm wonderful. Everything's great. Yeah. So. And so we were, we were not allowed to not be wonderful. Um, you know, there, there was absolutely no thought of, of any kind of psychological help for, you know, as teenagers that are going through trauma, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, that's, that wasn't even part of the family equation, you know, so there was a lot of issues that were never, that were never um, worked on in our family, you know, yeah, because you're supposed to just um, put on, put on a mask, put on a, a falsely toxic positive mask you know yeah and, and not be real and so as as a an adult it's hard to look back at our childhood because we see the the thickness of it mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like that that wasn't real yeah and i feel like also uh, my my mom I, my mom wasn't in MLMs or anything like that but my mom had a real like um like kind of brush it off attitude which is like adjacent to toxic positivity like she never meant it in a bad way or anything but she was always just kind of like well like let's move on um and sometimes like looking back I'm like oh well like I wish that we had talked about this more I wish that like we had a conversation around it and like uh, but with the toxic positivity, like, I feel like there's so much minimal, minimizing, minimizing, that's for <laughs> of like emotions and like what you're going through. Right. So as an adult, like, how are you able to like hold, hold anything that's negative? Hmm. Not necessarily a question you need to answer. It can be rhetorical. <laughs> well, no, I, I'll go first, Catherine. Um, w- with work, you know, it just it just comes with you know my own therapy that I'm doing, um, and and just a lot, just a lot of work um, to get to kind of um, to see what was really going on yeah. in our, in our household. Um, to get past the negative positivity and um, yeah to just be to just see the the reality of it so a lot of a lot of work it takes you yeah. know where where if if we had been able to deal with it in childhood and when we were teenagers it wouldn't be as much work as it is now you know yeah definitely do you have any thoughts about that Catherine me, I don't know. I just don't think I ever followed in the toxic positivity footsteps because I was defiant. So I've always <laughs> been more, more like, uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. What would you say? What would you call it, Deb? I've just yes. there. There were seven kids in our family, mm-hmm. and Catherine's twelve years younger than me. So yeah, really, when you have that many children. And that age difference, you kind of have a different childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, she she was more rebellious as a teenager. Uh-huh. Um, so 
and not buying into the negative positivity. She was, and I just, she was I kind of rejected a lot of a lot of what you know, mom was feeding me. I just kind of like rejected it, you know. Yeah. So maybe psychologically, that's better, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I do see. I do see some patterns that I do. I do some of the same stuff with my kids, but I try really. I try really hard not to because. Yeah, you know, because I know what it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough because, mm-hmm. like, you're raised a certain way, and like, you know, like, you're still here. Like that—that's the toxic yeah. positivity part of like our <laughs> culture, right? Is like you were raised, uh, however you were raised, and you're still here. You're still quote unquote healthy today. Is like what yeah, like all around, right? Um, right? But then when you actually examine everything, you're like, oh, like was that good or? am I okay and like yeah what am I supposed to do with this now this is what I know and this is how I know to raise kids this is how I know how to live my life and now I'm expected to change all of these things about myself once you start right. to like examine everything you're like Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right you know another thing is that um a lot of people have been raised with a much more tra- tra- traumatic childhood than us you know mm-hmm. her mom's childhood was much worse than us than ours and you know we had food we had protein the Catherine could throw down the the sink you yeah. know it was at least it was available right right so you know we don't want to be all whining and well <laughs> Just because you have a different heart than someone else doesn't make your heart any less valid. Like, like, you know, like there's always something in somebody's life that could be quote unquote worse. And I think that, you know, in the, our society, we have uh, maybe not as much anymore, but at, at least 10 years ago, it was very like one uppy, like, well, like, yeah. well, you didn't go through what I went through or whatever. Um, well, you weren't beaten and you weren't yeah. starved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that doesn't make your experience so, any less hard or any any less valid. Yeah. And I, I just think this is really important to, to point out how toxic the MLM community is or the, specifically the business model is. You know, it's, it's a pyramid scheme. Um, so because of that, I have vehemently refused to do to work to do any MLMs. I mean, I've had lots of friends hit me up and, they, and they're good good products but I will not I will not sell any or buy into any MLM companies because of my experience yes I'm glad Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm glad I'm glad you didn't have to go through it all firsthand well you did go through it all firsthand but you didn't have to yeah you didn't have to lose the money so I'm glad now I know it doesn't work and it's not good in families it's not good no it's not good for children. Mm-hmm. You're, they're not, they're not being stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. Not good for children, and so that's the silver lining for us. Is we learned our lesson in childhood that that that, that pyramid schemes don't work, and um, so we've never um, worked in MLM. Yeah. Right. How- and now I see, I see some of my children's friends that are that are young moms, young you know, with, with kids at home and, and that's who they push it on are these young moms stay at home. And we see now with the age of social media, we see 
there's so many videos that they're making and there's, you know, that's, that's how they're selling is on social media. And it's like, do you really think that they are present for their children? Cause you know how long it takes to make a TikTok or to make one of those reels. It takes a long time. And then they edit and the music. And do you really think that they're present for their children while they're working that business, their, that their stay at home business, you know? So it's really, it's really unfortunate that they're targeting those single moms anyway yeah yeah and like you know I think I think that there's a way to do it you know, like stay at home work in general I think mm-hmm. there's a way to do stay at home work and to figure out how to make things work with your kids but I think a majority of the time with MLMs it's not it's not part-time work There's no stopping and your whole life is on display for everyone, which is extremely scary in this world of social media where you're plastering your children all over social media to try to get people to buy your shakes or buy your soaps or whatever. Right, right, Um, right. It it just is. That's exploiting your children, right? I'm sorry. Is that, isn't that exploiting your children? It can be. It certainly can be. You're posting them on social media without their permission. Yeah. And you know, like, it's so hard. Like, you know, we live in this world of social media. Like we want to share our pictures of, you know, our kids or or dogs or whatever. Um, But I think that when you are posting your kids, with the intent to sell products, there's really a difference between sharing your life with your friends and family versus buy my product and here's my cute kid and you should buy my product because my kid is in the picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, the you know, our childhood was before social media, um, but I have experiences of going being brought to shackling meetings and all of the children were created up front of everybody and we're doing a a new concept which is the toothpaste commercial up front you know of what we had the spill that we had um, memorized you know so just embarrassing things like that so that's pre-social media you had to do it live they they had you going up yes. in front of everyone yes. at the meetings. Concept. It'll make your teeth white. They had the worst toothpaste ever. Oh my god. <laughs> I have never heard of that before. Catherine, tell me your commercial. Well, I was the youngest, and so uh, there was a lot of a lot of years that I was the only one left home. And so they would bring me to these, these meetings and, and they wanted me to memorize these, these spiels, you know, I don't, I can't remember all of them, but one of them was, I used the Shackley skincare. I don't even remember what it was called back then. And, and I think I was like 12 or something. And, and I said, and it works so well, I'm actually 30 and everyone would laugh. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but I I don't remember being embarrassed like Deb like I didn't mind getting up in front of people as much as Deborah did but mm-hmm. I just remember thinking oh yeah I can go I can go with all the dad and eat 
and they'll take me to this restaurant and I get I get a meal out of the deal well yeah I mean that doesn't sound so bad at least you actually got something yeah but again they were I mean like obviously you said that as like a joke and like like but like there's still the toxic positivity of accepting that why and like to also encourage you to like be youthful and young and like not accepting like yes so many things that are in there that are just like that we don't really think about even now like I I've never thought about like being youthful versus like aging until very recently talk talk about our mom oh my goodness (laughs) and 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 needing to be youthful like she's she's delusion deluded she's deluded herself about Mm -hmm. that talk about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) well like of where she lives well okay so like she's refused so our mom has refused to ever admit that she's aged which whatever it's fine she'll, she'll never say her age never She's 86. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell everyone. But really, I think she's in such, we don't know this for sure, but I think she's in such bad shape health-wise because she refused to look at reality and actually go to the doctor and take medication. And she thought she could fix everything with shockwave. So, so hit on that, Deb. Okay. Because you've been yeah. taking care of her more. Right. Because um, she she had high blood pressure her whole life, but Shackley makes a blood pressure regulating, you know, herbal thingy. And so she wasn't taking blood pressure medication. She was taking Shackley. Um, so now she has congestive heart failure because of she never regulated her blood pressure. Um, and, you know, so she has high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, and dementia. And if you, and she thinks she's the picture of health because of Shackley. And she still takes handfuls of Shackley vitamins every day. Um, oh, macular degeneration in her eye. Forgot that one. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she's not the picture of health. And yet she tells her friends that she doesn't take any medication. See, she takes medications now because I'm putting them in her pill box. So now she doesn't know that she's taking medication. But she she tells people, oh, no, I don't take any medications. I only take Shackley supplements. And I am in such good health. But like, so she had heart, some stents put in. She was, she should have had open heart surgery, but she wasn't, her heart wasn't strong enough. So she had, she had some stents put in and her heart doctor put her on these medications and she was non-compliant. She refused to take them because she had Shackley. Yeah. Because and, if, if Shackley doesn't make it, you don't need it. That's really how we were raised. And mm-hmm. that's what she still believes. And we have no idea what these supplements are doing. I mean, like, they're obviously not regulated, just like any supplement is not regulated. Right. But I mean, I can only imagine, like, you know, all of the issues that we found out with like herbal life shakes, where like they cause like liver damage and stuff like that. Like, yeah, at best, they do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
exactly. Right. It's scary. Yeah. Especially so, as like you're getting older and like you need to be doing things to like keep yourself in good health and mm-hmm. oh that just yeah it's just so scary. Yeah. <sighs> so it's part of you know the her toxic positivity. She's just going to, you know, be positive and be in good health and and Shackley will take care of everything. Well, she's got dementia and we've been really working on her to just kind of admit that she has memory issues because it's really bad now. Like she she can't remember five minutes from from when we talk. And so we've been working on her and, and Deb said, Mom, why don't you want to admit that you have memory issues? And she said, well, I don't want to be negative to myself. And so that's that toxic positivity that's like, she doesn't want to look at reality because she's just so used to that. Just tell yourself, fake it till you make it, tell yourself. And that's, but I mean, after so many decades, you would think that at some point reality would sit in like, oh, I'm not a millionaire. Oh, I actually have, I'm actually have heart issues. (laughs) Like, you know, at some point, when does reality kick in? It hasn't. Yeah, And that's why I'm saying it's like the, the whole MLN model, it's just, it's completely brainwashed her completely. And my dad was till the day he died too. Wow. Mm -hmm. And now you guys are like, what do you do? Just like grin and bear it and just nod and smile when she talks about it. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we've given her a dose of reality, but yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to totally hurt her feelings, but Yeah. She knows how we feel about Shackley, I think. Deb, do you think she does? Um, no. Oh, that is something we should talk about before we before we leave, before she get, got dementia, um, what she would do to us at the end of the month, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you, you tell about that. Okay. So I but no, you tell about it. it bothered you the most. Right? <laughs> So, like I said, our mom was so just involved with the Shackley business that she was, that's all she was ever doing. She was always on phone calls. Like there's one lady, her Shackley friend, Muriel, that I feel like she's probably guaranteed talked to more than, than us in her lifetime. When you say Deb? Oh, way more, way like, more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hours and hours and hours. Anyway, so so we wouldn't, you know, we're all living our lives, married with kids, and we're we're all kind of spread out, but we wouldn't, we'd call, call her here and there, but we wouldn't hear from her all month until the end of the month when it was time to get her quota in. She would call, hey, how you doing? Hey, is there anything you need? Like any, anything you need from, I'm putting a, putting a Shackley order in, is there anything you need? And I, a couple of times I was like, okay, that was weird. And then I started cluing into it that it was like clockwork. Like she wouldn't call all month. And then she would call right before she had to get her Shackley order in. And I just thought, that's just, that just, yeah, it bothered me more than Deb. Yeah. Cause I'm, well, she was using you to, to meet her yeah. quota. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to call and check in on your grandchildren any other time of the month? You know, I'm just so bugged. I was so bugged about it. Yeah. And of course she 
probably has no idea, doesn't realize at all that that was what she was doing. She thinks that she's helping you by giving you Shackley. Guaranteed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. And then they, our parents wrote a letter to all of their children um, about, you know, that that this is our this is our business, and if you'll brand our livelihood and if you would just change brands and and just use all Shackley products you know that would be helping us so much so the the guilt and the shame um as adults you know as we're trying to leave the Shackley cult um was pretty pretty intense um to 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 try and handle probably more more guilt and shame for Deb than me I didn't care I was like give me a break I, like I said I was just kind of like bugged about the whole thing like I'm not gonna buy your dish soap if I don't like it yeah. <laughs> you know no <laughs> but yeah when they would come to visit I did this too uh we would we would have to like hide all of our our other products like we'd switch everything out when they'd come to visit yeah mm-hmm. Like the dish soap and the laundry soap and yep yeah so weird it's so weird hide all the non Shackley products uh huh that we were really using yeah do your other siblings do all of this stuff too um we have a sister who's who's out who's not into Shackley our brothers still are which is interesting mm-hmm. um, the brothers all still are mm-hmm. but. This, so there's four sisters, and I don't think any of the sisters do Shackley. The, the one sister is super anti-Shackley. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was I, she was first. It took us a little longer. But, Deb, why don't you talk about what woke you up? Because I talked about what woke me up. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, when our dad finally retired... Um, and then spent that last retirement on Shackley. Now they're because of the positive toxic 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 positivity. <laughs> <laughs> they're um they're still going to become millionaires. And so they're living beyond their means, you know, and Shackley was not um making enough income for them. And so he had to go to work as um a mortuary assistant and as a nursery um you know a nursery where they grow things night night guard and so it was heartbreaking to see our dad still working at his age um and then making like he was making like 10 bucks an hour or something Mm -hmm. like super not okay for somebody his age and his stage of life you know just yeah they couldn't they had to live above their means because of of the dream of becoming millionaires they still had it and so just to see our dad um being you know treated like that and when he would try and be realistic with our mom and she say oh like Catherine said earlier oh Ed stop being so negative you know um we're just keep working and this is gonna work and 
So then when he um, had knee surgery that went bad and then he couldn't work anymore, then that's when um, their house was foreclosed on. And as Catherine mentioned earlier, now dad's passed away and mom basically, you know, has nothing. Um, so by that time, I thought, yeah, you know, it's it's worse than what I thought before. It's like damaging, you know, where before I was just dealing, dealing with my own shame and guilt because I didn't want to use the Shackley products. But then I started seeing the harm, the harm for them now, the harm for us in our childhood, you know. Um, so that that trauma experience of what happened to our dad in his in his last years of his life um, kind of opened me up to the 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 actual harmfulness of an MLM experience. Yeah, because if she had retired her husband, he wouldn't he would like he wouldn't have gone downhill so quickly. Right. He he wasn't retired never was retired yeah mm -hmm. all right do you guys have any final thoughts before i ask you my final question <laughs> no this was fun <laughs> um okay so if anyone was listening that was considering and doing an mlm that is a parent what would you say to them i would say don't do it it doesn't they don't work and they've been proven not to work. The only models that you see are the, the couple on the top, top, top of the pyramid. So they've been proven that they don't work. Either just get a normal job or, you know, make something that you can sell out of your garage, or, you know, they don't work. So don't do it because um, it's more important, especially if you have little children, it's more important to be with your children. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that, Deb? Well, your children are watching you. They're little sponges, you know. And so they they see you. They see, you know, you um, making your videos and, and taking multiple, multiple pictures of them. And, you know, what is, what is that teaching them? You know, is that really the model that you want to teach them? If you, if you want to be in an, successful in an MLM, then you need to start one because it's only the people at the top <laughs> that, are, that are the millionaires, you know? So don't think you can join an MLM and be at the bottom and be successful. No. So, you know, just... Be, be a good model for your child and think of what you're teaching them. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. I'm glad to have both of you. This was really fun. And thank you. Hey, thank you. It was so fun. Yep. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.